<laughs> Respectfully, no. Our artist's name is Alyssa, so I'm very excited. Alyssa. Thanks, Alyssa. Alyssa, welcome. Thanks, Alyssa. Shout out. Yay. Okay, so let's do it. Oh my gosh, I'm so let's excited. Let's get started. I know, we I really at- am too. The Respectfully No Relaunch. We're here. We're relaunching the podcast. I'm so excited. Um, hi, I'm Miranda, and I have a co-host now. Ashley, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm, I would love to. Hi, I'm Ashley. I am so, so excited to be here. I'm so excited to be here. Genuinely. I can't believe how this kind of came about. I'm really thrilled yeah. that you're here. I'm so excited to talk about it. Ashley and I are in different time zones. <laughs> Um, we have swapped time zones. Um, I, we have, you're right. We have, um, we are doing this virtually, um, for so many reasons, but one is we can't wait to invite you into the space that we're creating. Um, I can't wait to have Ashley talk about why she's here and what she's going to bring to the podcast, but essentially we're relaunching Respectfully Now to be a little bit broader, of a stretch in what we talk about. Um, I have loved starting this podcast and talking about a lot of these things, um, deconstructing for me personally my religion and my upbringing and what that looks like. However, talking with Ashley, we always have like our little monthly dates um, that where we catch up and talking with Ashley, Ashley is also on her own journey of deconstructing other thoughts so much yes so many things um so Ashley I would first of all love to talk about how we met and (laughs) I think our journey as friends um (laughs) and how you ended up here with me absolutely yeah so Miranda and I met in Philly we were both living in Philadelphia um I was concierging at Yes, I was concierging at a hotel, and um, I had been there for a few months, and then Miranda had joined and became one of my trainees, and one of my tasks was to bring Miranda around the city and kind of introduce her, because she was coming from the suburbs, and... This story is the best! (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And so, Miranda is this just bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, young... Um, I was so excited to be in the world. Young, innocent little thing that came to our debaucherous hotel. And so uh, I brought her around the city. I was showing her some sites, trying to get her used to the city Mm because she was going to be working concierge desk helping people so I was taking her around and then we sat down for ice cream and I just started telling her all about my queer problems that I was having with a specific person that I was uh, involved with at the time yes (laughs) and Miranda's coming from this like extremely extremely religious background and I was like (laughs) just like listening (laughs) What an amazing story that you're telling me, like how much you have lived already and I have lived no lives. I'm just like talking about gay sex and Miranda's like, oh my God, how did I get here? I was like, oh my gosh, I need to listen to everything because she's definitely training me at my job. I need to know all of this information. <laughs> it's very, very important to know the intricacies of my life. I don't life, think we so. got paid to do any of that. 
actually, now that <laughs> I, I think so about either. it. We definitely, we definitely didn't. We didn't really get paid to be at the job, so we definitely weren't no. getting, getting paid to go in the city. <laughs> That's true, to eat so, ice yeah. cream at Franklin Fountain. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that is that is where our love blossomed <laughs> yes um it's so funny to think about how that's how our relationship started because pretty quickly we both moved on from there but yes, we yes. stayed friends um and so ashley and i i mean the whole time that really i was in philadelphia ashley is from philadelphia um i moved there after college so honestly, my whole time in Philadelphia was with Ashley. Like, you were basically That's my whole so true. time there. Um, like, you were one of the first people that I really met because I got my job yeah. basically right away. Um, and then we were in the hellhole that was the hotel we worked for. Um, yeah. And then we went on to other hellholes to work in. <laughs> really, <laughs> is what happened. Honestly. Um, but I really want to know, I think if anyone has already listened to this podcast, they know that I am coming from a place of deconstructing an upbringing and basically my identity, what I made Mm -hmm. my identity. Um, but I would love to hear about your journey, the journey you are on and what you're excited to do now that you're a co-host. So I'm from Philly. I grew up, I grew up in a religious background, but not as, not as strict or not as um, rigid as yours. I grew up Catholic. I went to Catholic grade school. I went to Catholic high school. Um, We were like Sunday kind of Catholics, or I guess we would get Christmas Catholics. Like we would go on the holidays. We would go every once in a while to church on the weekends, um, but it wasn't it wasn't a huge part of my upbringing. Um, uh, what I am deconstructing in my life is I am finding that there is parts of religion that I did not realize that I that were so deeply ingrained. You just don't recognize, like even though I wasn't extremely religious, there was yeah. still the teachings I was getting from kindergarten. Um, so there is a lot of religion that I am starting to recognize that has been affecting me in right. ways that. I, I didn't even know that I was processing until really recently. So we're definitely going to be talking about religion with me. Um, but one of the other side of that is I am definitely focusing on a lot of deconstructing just external idealization of what it means to be a successful person, what it means to be a worthy person, what it Mm. means to take up space. Um, Mm. I've lived for a very, very long time with really bad body dysmorphia and Mm. the feelings that I'm not worthy to take up space because of how much space my body already takes up. Um, so (laughs) definitely deconstructing that. Um, And just success in general. I grew up in a family that my parents never went to college. So their idea of success was you go to college and you make a lot of money. Like, that's what you do. That's it. That's that's success. That's the pipeline. Exactly. 
And they did it from a place of love. There was no, there was nothing bad about what they did, but I had this very specific idea of what it means to be successful. Um, Mm. And it was going to school and it was getting a job that you're miserable at, but you make a lot of money because then you get to one day retire. And that's great. Um, So I spent, I went to school, I went into thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in debt. And I, of course, because that's what you do (laughs) to live your life, apparently. Um, yeah. And so I had this entire life where I was so focused on just, well, maybe the next thing will make me happy. Maybe the next job will make me happy. Maybe the next place I go will make me happy. Um, and never genuinely allowing myself to even begin to explore what makes me happy. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, it was all, it was all this next thing, this next thing, this next thing. Um, and so I am very, very, very much right now in a place of, I don't, I don't consider it discovering myself. I think deep down, we all know like our truths, our truths just are, they're already there. It's just uncovering them. So I am in Mm. the process of uncovering and embodying my truths. Um, and getting out of the rat race of career. Career was huge to me. It was getting a title was, I felt like I didn't have anything else to offer except for a title. Um, so I had worked up from being a concierge to a property manager in a few years and I was making so much money. I was making a great living and I should have been so happy, but I was so miserable. All I did was work. I would work for 13 hours a day, go home, cry about it, and then go to work the next day. And like, that was fine because I was successful. So like, why am I upset? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Um, Yeah. So I had this, I had this moment of realization of this can't be life. This can't be this constant hiding, this constant not acknowledging of self, of what brings me joy, of what brings me pleasure, of what brings me happiness. Just this, it it was almost like I was sleepwalking for the the Hmm. first 30 years of my life. I felt like I was just sleepwalking. Um, And then there was just this moment. And I think as my body was giving out, my body was like, you can't keep doing this. And I ended up leaving my job. Um, I saved up some money. I left my job. (laughs) Um, My plan was to move to California. Um, That had always been a dream of mine, which we'll get into later. I'm also recognizing that getting to California was also another... Well, once I get there, once I get there, then I'll be happy. Right, 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 right. But but I'm here and I'm absolutely loving it because I am here and I'm so grateful to be here. But I left my job. Um, Some things happened in between. My dad passed away. So I spent a long time grieving that before I moved to Florida. I ended up staying with family um, in Florida to be with them, to decompress, to do some more soul searching. Um, And I finally felt ready. I got myself out to California. And I'm here now just continuing to do my work and moving forward. So yeah, I'm working through a lot of different things that we're going to touch on, but I, religion, body issues, uh, just all, all of the things, um, working through and figuring myself out. I am so excited because I feel like we have had very different journeys, um, in timing on topics, 
but we have mm. been processing very similar topics, yes. which makes me feel like maybe I'm more alike with people than I ever realized. Uh, mm, I think yes. in some ways I always thought, wow, like my journey is traumatic and unique. It's not. Mm. Um, in a comforting way. Um, yes. This is not something that I can't get through. Many people have lived through similar things at even more difficult times. Yeah. And it is comforting to me to know that there are things that I am currently processing that you have already processed in yourself. And mm -hmm. it is encouraging to have someone to be like, hey, I'm currently processing my sexuality, actually, and I would love yeah. to just say it out loud. Um, yes. And have someone validate that the thoughts that I have, the feelings that I have, the uh, judgments that I put on myself are all yeah. normal and yeah. can be quieter the more mm. you work on them. Um, yes. And so I'm excited because I feel like actually we have been deconstructing similar things at different times. Um, yeah. And it's so cool because, like, Ashley and I will do, like, monthly meetups where we'll, like, virtually talk for, like, two hours and either yeah. trauma dump or we'll talk about, <laughs> like, all the things that we've worked on in ourselves yeah. um, and all the positive things that we have discovered or learned, share podcasts or people that we listen to. Um, and what I think we want to do is take that energy and put it in a yeah. podcast <laughs> yes yeah it's so important because I've realized for me anyway I feel like there's was again years and years of time where I felt these these feelings of shame or fear or yes. scarcity or loneliness but I didn't want to talk about that to anybody because I didn't want no. anyone to know I was going through that I didn't want I didn't want the, it was shameful to feel that way I didn't yes. want the pity I didn't want to open up and be vulnerable in that way and when I finally started having those conversations with people that I felt safe and comfortable around the healing that transpired from those conversations was unlike anything I could have imagined and I'm I'm yeah. so sad for past versions of me that hmm. held that in and was afraid or felt so alone that they couldn't talk about that to anybody um and if we can like provide that for each other and then also provide that for someone that might also be in that spot where they're thinking i'm the only person that's gone through this yeah. i promise you're not in like the best way like i'm so sorry for whatever you're going through but i promise you're not alone and there is people there are people here to hold space for you um so, yeah, I'm super, super, super excited um, to open this space up to other people. I'm so glad you said that because I think part of my healing process has been realizing that I have not been a safe space for lots of people for most of my own life. Ooh. Oh. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, Damn, I yeah. just need to recognize that I wasn't the person that I want to be now. Mm. And I can't 
I'm not going to sit here and feel guilty or yeah. beat myself up about it. I've done that enough. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I didn't have the skills or the tools or right. the knowledge, the information to be the person that I would have liked to be. Yeah. However, now that I can, um, I was listening to another podcast um, where they were talking about um, like your judgments and prejudices towards people, just different things. How like once you learn something, like you are lifting ignorance basically um, mm, from yourself. Yeah. Your first thought is not your fault, but your second one is. And oh, yeah. I'm in a space now where I want to hold space for people that I didn't used to. And mm. I just feel like there are so many people yeah. that are so beautiful and hidden and quiet, and yeah. I still have so much to learn. And yeah. I feel like I was in a place before where I cared so much about myself and where I was going and what I was doing, very similar to what you're saying. I wanted to be successful and I couldn't possibly take input mm. from anyone else <laughs> because yes. I was so focused on myself. Um, yeah. And so now that I'm in a healthier and more open place, I would love to be able to give space to other people as well. Yeah. I mean, opening up in that way, it just, it helps you with recognizing the humanity in everybody, right? I um, I was listening, I love listening to Alok. They are just an amazing thought leader and just, just an amazing person. And they were talking about, mm. they get so much vitriol and so much hate online because of the way they look, the way they present themselves, because they are just absolutely 100% authentically them um, and mm. that scares people because yep. people are afraid to be authentically them but Alok of was course. talking about the hateful comments that they get and people are always like oh you know don't feed the trolls don't do this don't do that and they were talking about but this is a person this is a person on the other side they are calling me things because they're coming from their wounding and when we just ignore each other and when we just shut them down Mm. when we just just pretend that this person doesn't exist yeah no one wants to be forgotten no one wants to be ignored Mm. we're coming from places of we're all coming from our own places of hurt and if we can reach out and touch people um and not not that you and i specifically just us the world the collective in general reaching out and touching people and just opening up ourselves to let other people know you do not need to hurt alone you do not need to fear alone we are in this together i recognize your humanity i recognize that you are going through a struggle that i may not understand but i understand you're going through it um so wow. yeah i think yeah <laughs> i think this is going to be that a gives really me, like, chills space. because when i think about mm. it i used to get so uh, angry um uh, oh my gosh for so many reasons now that i think about it it was mm. like It was like a pendulum that swung so hard in the opposite direction. Like, I used to hold anger. I wouldn't have called it anger at the time. I can recognize Mm -hmm. that it's anger Mm -hmm. now. Um, I used to hold anger for people who were different from me because it was scary and I didn't understand it. Um, And that was because of my religious 
framework that I was looking at, like the lens that I was looking at people through. So there was that, and that made me angry. I was like, oh, the queer community makes me angry, but basically I'm scared. Or Mm. um, I'm trying to think of other things. I don't know. Politics make me angry because I don't actually have enough knowledge to, like, explain myself any further. That's kind of scary. Mm. I feel kind of dumb. Whatever. And then I, like woke up so to speak I don't know I started thinking more for myself I went to college and I started using critical thinking skills and I was like wait a minute Um, (laughs) but but then I swung in such an opposite direction that then I became angry almost like you're course correcting (laughs) yeah I was like well I have to be mad at them now like I have Mm -hmm. to be mad mad Um, and I had to be loud about it because that means uh people will notice that I am different than I was before. Yes. Ooh, yes. Mm -hmm. I, like, needed people to know I was different. Um, I couldn't just accept myself, like, I am okay with being different now. I needed people to know I'm not like that anymore. Um, Yeah. And now that you just said that, it is such a good perspective of the people that I see on the internet who are hate trolling on TikTok or Instagram or wherever, they are an actual person. It's a human being. Yeah. It's not like a bot or like a robot. No. It's a human being that is going through a reality that we have no idea. (laughs) And they're probably scared. Right. Which I'm not in, in no way to say like that's an acceptable, like I'm not trying to say, Right. People that There's are no hateful. Excuse. Exactly. There's no excuse, but two things can be true at the same time. You can be doing something very, very wrong, and I can also try to understand where you're coming from yes. and to try it. Because if we're just going back and forth battling with each other, anytime you're in an argument, each side is just going to push against the other to try to prove their point. But I can try to come yep. and understand where you're coming from, and I can see where you're coming from, and... I can try to address it in that way rather than just with immediate hate or vitriol or whatever it is. Because you're a person living your own reality that is going through something. That's so true. And I I guess I want to recognize that, like, I do understand that I am very privileged to be able to do that because... Mm, yes, this is so true. I'm a white person. Yeah. Um with cisgendered upbringing yeah yeah right i'm a cisgendered uh, white woman from nowhere pennsylvania with like parents who are still married like right that is my reality and so i i can sit with some comments from the internet um more than maybe other people should have to basically um because they have enough going on right um so i do want to recognize that like i am privileged Mm, enough to take some of that in um because not everyone should have to do that yeah that's it's it's labor not their job absolutely absolutely right um so that's another thing that like i know ashley and i both want to make a space for literally everyone like (laughs) 
Yeah. We want to invite other people on this podcast. Like, we want this to be a space where people can tell their stories. Yeah. And we can laugh at things and we can cry about things and we can be truly like I I don't want to say this ironically like this is a vibe and I mean that very <laughs> yes, genuinely yes 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 this like is we're just, here vibing yeah this is two people that love each other that trust each other that are having these really really hard conversations like some of them are going to be awkward and difficult for us because I mean sharing right. in general can be it's such a vulnerable situation but it's what Brandon and I do with each other to get through this life and these conversations are so empowering and so important and it is our vibe like we get in our pajamas we have we're like I'm usually in my bedroom Miranda's usually in your room and we have our snacks our snacks got some drinks and we're just chatting like catch me up and that is what we want for yes. everyone. Like, come in comfortable. We are, there is, this is a, a yeah, is our vibe. This is come in, get comfortable, chat with us. Let's talk about some hard things and hold, hold each other through it. Yeah. I mean, vulnerability was like the word that Ashley has been talking about for this podcast. Yeah. Um, and if I'm being vulnerable, um, that is what I was struggling with starting the podcast by myself. Mm. Um, it, I was interviewing people. That's not vulnerability. Like the other person is having to be vulnerable, Mm, but I am creating structure and I am editing and putting the podcast on the internet. Um, and that is, to me, an easier job. Um, And I forget, I wish I could remember, I'll find it later, there was either a book that I was reading or, oh no, it was a podcast I was listening to, who they were talking about vulnerability and how certain people have decided that, like, there could be traumatic, quote-unquote, things that someone has been through, that when they share them, they've dissociated from it so much that it's actually not vulnerability to share it. Oh, interesting like oh you are not actually emotionally connected to that experience so you can appear vulnerable to someone Mm. when you share it because you are actually you didn't really process or grieve or experience that experience oh yes and so there are things that i share Like, so my mental health journey that I have shared on this podcast and my different diagnoses, I actually don't feel vulnerable sharing those things. Mm. That is not vulnerable to me because I don't recall (laughs) almost any of that time of my life. I blocked it out. I don't remember it. And so when I'm like, hey there, I have anxiety, depression, bipolar, and ADHD. And everyone's like, oh my God, thank you so much for sharing. I don't care. Yeah, it's that like, is actually this not is what me I had for anything. breakfast this morning. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's not actually me sharing anything with you. Um, what I have done is hidden the things that make me feel actually vulnerable. And the only way for me to do this is with someone like Ashley, where we are talking so candidly, where she knows everything about me where I can bring up my sexuality or past traumas and experiences and Ashley doesn't bat an eye because she knows. 
Yeah. Like that is a safe space. Um, and so that is where I think the vulnerability is going to come for me because yeah. it is not something that I have done yet. Um, and so it's something that I want to lead into because I feel like Ashley you've just done such a good job of like setting that up to be yeah. what we want this podcast yeah. to be. It's it's I'm so glad you brought this up because I was actually thinking about this earlier today when I was like emotionally and mentally preparing for us to have these conversations and I've it's I just thought about this today that because similar for me I I'm working so hard right now on vulnerability but it's not an overnight process yeah. this is I mean it's probably going to be a lifelong process in all honesty mm-hmm. but I've recognized how much of my life I feel like I've been trying to figure out every person I talk to, okay, which version of me are you going to get? Which one are you going to resonate with more? And I can pivot into that. And it's almost like, which which is the best return on investment I can get for if I talk to this person, which which mm. part of me, which part of me do they get to experience? Which How can I present myself wow. to this person so I can get the best reaction from them because I don't want... I don't want to be too much. I don't want to. Right. Yeah. And I'm done with that. Well, I'm done with that. Obviously, there's still work to do. And that's the work, right? The work is recognizing that those are patterns in our past. Yes. That those are things that we have done and just trying mm-hmm. to acknowledge, all right, this is happening again. All right, I'm going to try to do better next time. Or, hey, congratulations. I was really honest with this person, even though I wanted to yes. scream and run away because I, I did not want them to see that that true, real, vulnerable side of me. It's so difficult for me to again it's the pendulum swinging in Mm -hmm. the direction but when I think about um you said the phrase like being too much that is very triggering to me because that's how I feel when I am my authentic self Mm -hmm. so like it's I think lots of people feel And honestly, very genuinely, I could not do this by myself. So I am Mm. so happy that you're here because I can't imagine co-hosting with literally anyone else. Oh my gosh. I am so, you have no idea how honored I am to be here. Like, I'm so grateful to like hold space for you, hold, have the space together. Um, I'm so, so genuinely excited to be doing this with you. And if I can piggyback, I just kind of want to, what the space for me is. Um, Yes, please tell me. So I obviously respectfully know, you know, the, what I kind of denying all, for me, it's respectfully no to denying all of the external things that I that are in the world that make us feel less than, you know, respectfully Mm. no, that I am not, I am I say no to that this is something that should make us feel less than. I feel no, I say no to things that this is making me feel small or whatever. Yes. I'm also saying respectfully no to those parts of myself that have internalized those things. <sighs> and like, My body feels the tingles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's a big thing because I'm learning how I so intellectually know how much I'm worth, but the yes. embodiment is not what's there. And I need to, we're, we're getting there. 
But there's still a lot of parts of myself where I have to say, hey, Ashley, I get why you think that way and you feel that way. I get it, girl. I see it. But like, you got to let it go. (laughs) It's like it is not serving anymore. No, seriously. That that is. Oh, (laughs) it's so good. Because coming from two people pleasers, saying no is impossible. Absolutely. Or it was. It's not anymore. We're saying no now. Um, But for so long, we just said yes to things that didn't serve us. Yeah. And, like, it makes me kind of emotional to think about all of the things that I quite literally just said yes to. Yes. Because it appeared to other people to be the right thing at that time. And it would make them happy. And if it made you sad, oh, well, it made them happy. If it made more people happy than it made people sad, then that was... It was like democracy ruling my decisions. (laughs) I was like, majority rules, I lose. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Our body is not a democracy. It is a dictatorship. And that is... We are allowed to be... We are allowed to dictate. And we need to recognize that. (laughs) Yes. Um... What else, um, Ashley, I think you already touched on, like, all the things, um, like, the topics that you are excited about, but is there anything else that you're, like, looking forward to with the podcast Oh, process? my gosh. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, I'm also really excited, kind of in a similar way of just owning the shit that I've been so ashamed of and yeah. being okay with that, like, you know, owning... I pleasure has been such mm. a fucking triggering topic yep. for me for such a long time and yeah. I was trying to do the work to figure out where it comes from and I think a lot of it comes from you know growing up in the church and pleasure is just right. something that you are not supposed to have and then my own my own internalized ideals of you are not enough you are not pretty you are not thin you are not x or y or z so mm. you don't get those things and I am so ready to like step into like this is my season where I am stepping into myself. I deserve pleasure and I've and but but also talking about the ways in which I have denied myself and owning that yeah. as well and kind of working yep. through you know these are these are things I thought that I accepted that I used to be ashamed of that I accepted working through that and then flipping the script and like all right well Hey, like maybe, I mean, as Miranda knows, I haven't been in a relationship for quite some time. Um, I, Mm. that is an episode that we'll get into, but there was like the shame of like not being in a relationship. Right. Um, and like, I just, I just ignored that part of my life. I didn't want to talk about that with anybody because it was like, well, I don't want you to know that no one wants me. And, you know, like those kind of thoughts, it's like, no, I want to own, I want to, I want to dig in. I want to delve into all these parts of me that I felt this shame Mm. about and then own the exploration. So I am really, really excited. So I want to talk about, I want to talk about pleasure. I want to talk about, you know, self-worth. I want to talk about, um, you know, your person like I think for me like this is my thing right now that I am really into which is what does it mean to be a person and deconstructing all of the things that we've accepted 
this is how I'm supposed to be. No, I don't. This is how I'm supposed to be because this is how it feels inside. I wow. if it's not aligning with you, that's cool. But like this is yep. me. And if you love it, that's great. And if you don't love it, that's also great. Like that's fine. Right. I don't care. And just stepping into that season is kind of what this podcast is for me too. I love it and actually not caring. Like I can say I don't yes. care. I care. Like Yes. <laughs> just kidding. Yes. I am lying to mm-hmm. you. Like something that Ashley and I've talked about before is like us being able to intellectualize our feelings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not actually feel our feelings. Um, yes. And so the idea that we can, like, logic our way into, like, I shouldn't care. So I'm going to say I don't care. Exactly. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but actually, we do. We do care. Yeah. And there's different work to be done yeah. to actually decide that doesn't bother me. You, you disliking yeah. me doesn't bother me. Um, yeah. Your rejection is not my loss. I just mm, yes. Am. Um, because that is something I don't know if you're on this side of TikTok at all, where you see people who practice rejection therapy. Okay, first off, I am not cool enough to even have TikTok, so I'm not on either <laughs> side. But tell me more, because I I need to know. So I. It pains me to even watch them, um, okay. but I force yes. myself. It's like exposure therapy um, <laughs> where they'll go up to someone random and ask <gasps> an outlandish question. Okay. So I saw someone who went into a store. I think it was a Walmart. I don't remember. And they just said, can you give me a tour of your stock room? <laughs> Like, knowing that they're going to be rejected. Obsessed. Oh, my God. Like, they're going to be told, no, absolutely not. And they're probably going to be looked at like they're crazy. Or squirted out. Um, Or what was, what was the, yeah, actually, kindly, please leave the premises. Um, It was, there was something else um, where they asked, um... If, like, oh, will you record me doing something? I don't know. Something crazy. Yeah. And people are just like, no, thanks. <laughs> like, <laughs> and the pain that I feel when someone says, like, actually, no, I'm not oh, interested. Oh, my God. Like, but it's because they're such people pleasers and they want to practice yes. what it feels like to be rejected and walking away and saying, that's fine. Right. That happened. The entire and world didn't crumble. I'm still here. Right. <laughs> Correct. that's what it feels like. Um, the world's going to fall apart and I'm going to die. That's how it feels. And so honestly, us doing this podcast together is putting it out in the world. And if some people hate it, nothing's going to crumble. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. I love it. You know, that's abs- yes, yes, yes. Because I, I feel like there's been such a long part of my life that's just been afraid to share because... What if, Mm -hmm. what if every person in the world doesn't agree? Like my, my kind of, when I proceed into the world, I'm like, how, kind of like what you said, how can I make the most people happy? And like, 
that's just not how it works. That's just like not how the world works. Like it shouldn't. It'd be so boring if everything like if everyone just like was all into the same stuff. Um, So, yeah, you're absolutely right. This is kind of like our own form of like exposure therapy or rejection therapy or whatever. Yes. (laughs) I love it. Putting it out there. Um, And I think we've talked before about like just what you put out the energy that you're putting out is what you attract yes like, ultimately if we are genuine and we are vulnerable and we are real with one another and we put it out there i truly believe that the people that are supposed to find us will find us yeah like yeah absolutely i trust that that's how this works yeah and I'm so excited. Like, I'm so, like, because that was one of the things, I mean, I love theories of manifestation um, and, you know, energetics and all that. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I call in so often is just more community, more people that want to have these conversations yeah. and want to want to do this work together. And um, if there are people that are attracted to this, that kind of come in and want to, want to have been looking. Cause I feel like for so long, I've been searching for this like broader community. Yep. Um, and like, it's weird because it's almost like a part of me that was afraid to open up to the ones I loved because you love me yeah. and you might not if you hear this. But now that I've done yes. that and I'm learning <gasps> that, oh my gosh, I can tell people the cra- people that I feel safe with the craziest shit. And they're like, I love you so much for sharing that. Let's work through this. So if we can give this space to other people oh my gosh, I'm here for it. And that's another thing I'm actually excited for, like the unfolding of my own self-expression because I know that that's something that I've locked in. And, oh, she's ready to come out. So let's just, and like, and like, you know, Ashley also writes. She's she's a a writer. writer. Hello. We, Ashley, we could have a whole episode about (gasps) poetry. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes. That would be I so would fun. I would love that. Yes. Check. <laughs> These ideas unfolding yes. real time yes. are the best. Um, that's what I want. That yeah, would be I so love fun. That. I love okay, that. Yeah. That's great. Um, and then I guess the last thing I want to share or that I have on my head that I want to talk about is like, I'm really excited to do this because I'm not in the fullest, complete version of myself. I think for so long in my life, mm. I was afraid to present myself in a way that made me feel comfortable yes. if I wasn't 100% yes. there yet. Because, like, well, who are you? Like, what are you doing? Right. And, like, to be able to do this and be in the midst of my exploration of self and to be in the midst of that uncovering and to realize that I'm going to change in front of people and I'm going to blossom and there's going to be times where I pull away and there's going to be times when I grow and just to be like I accept this like I accept this for what's going to happen I don't know what's going to happen but I'm on the journey and I am not Mm -hmm. there it's it's unfolding um so I'm very very stoked that I am presenting myself in a way where I'm like I don't feel like I'm ready but like there is no being ready we're all just growing the idea that we always have to wait until we are perfect to do 
things that people will see is so common. Yes. Like, I can't do it yet because I'm not, I don't want people to look at it yet. Don't look at it yet. Like, it's the same thing when you write something and it's not done yet. And you're like, don't read it yet. (laughs) As if it could change what you, what is in you or what you're doing or creating. This microphone in my hand that we are recording this podcast on, I bought over a year ago because I thought I was going to start a YouTube channel. And I'm like, well, I can't start a YouTube channel. Who am I? I haven't accomplished anything yet. I haven't, I haven't done the things that you need to do yeah. to like be someone mm-hmm. that someone would listen to a YouTube channel. Like, it's just this nagging not enoughness. And I'm, we're done with the not enoughness. We're embracing yes. the growth. I love it. Oh my gosh. And now you're using using my microphone microphone with my tiny, tiny cord. (laughs) It's very cute. Um, We are so excited because we are, so we're relaunching, we're keeping the name Respectfully Know, we're relaunching the website um, with new artwork. Uh, where we're both featured. I'm so excited. Um, Our goal for now I believe we're going to try and record bi-weekly right now to get started. Um, And we're going to release bi-weekly so that we can get our footing and make sure everything is going well and get our topics in order, all of that, um, with the goal eventually to move to weekly episodes. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Yes, that is the goal. But we wanted to not overload ourselves... And we also wanted to make sure that it was done well because we are so excited about it and we wanted to make sure that it wasn't too much too soon. This is supposed, like, at the end of the day, this is supposed to be for us and, like, our healing and our growth. And, like, when it gets to a point where it's overwhelming, then yes. it's then it's not that anymore. Then it's a job and then it's, like, oh, this isn't, this isn't good. We want this to be, like, a really pure space. So we're going to ease into it. So we, exactly like Miranda said, we have our footing. We have everything together that we're in a place where we're comfortable doing this until we get more and more and more comfortable yes i'm so excited anything else that you can think of that we missed i guess the last thing is like kind of like i mentioned to you when we were talking about doing this like there is no failing here we are we are Mm. here holding this Mm -hmm. space for each other and uh holding the space for whoever joins this and we can't when you're coming to it from a place of like love and exploration and curiosity like there is no failing so uh, just enjoy i want to encourage everyone to come and not fail with us so yeah with that being said respectfully there is no failing here bye bye